You ready? Ready, ready. What is one in? It's your girl Juice back with another Wild Lock Gummy After Podcast. And you already know we got two angles. I mean, we got two cameras. Yeah, we don't, we don't upgrade it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So y'all already know I'm here with my girl. Hey, and today we're talking about the theory of an attachment style. And if you don't know what that means, that's pretty much when you're in a relationship. And it's like a certain role of attachment of how you are in a relationship. We're going to get down to business with it because me and mm-hmm. Asia have been dying. I've been putting in work trying to research the ins and outs. Show, show your Bible scripture. Yeah, Bible scripture right here. Show your Bible scripture. I actually have a cousin named Miranda Alexis Porter. Yeah. She actually has, um, she's actually a life coach. And, you know, she's actually selling these books. So, honestly, I might, you know, drop a little comment if you guys want to purchase one. So, let's get down to attachment styles. Okay, so, have you ever wondered when you're in a relationship with somebody that somebody feels a different way or acts a different way? And that's pretty much the attachment style. So, there's like four or, I think like four or five. Yeah, honestly, it's like a really a good combination of, I'll say good four or five. Four. So... With the attachment styles that I have learned recently is you have your anxious, you have your avoided, mm-hmm. you have your disorganized, and also you have your secure. Oh, you've been doing your homework! <laughs> <laughs> See? So, yeah. Now, if you don't know what those are, then, so, pretty much when you have your anxious, that's pretty much, it's like you want to have the closeness, you crave the closeness, mm-hmm. and if you don't get it, that's when business start, boom, boom, where you at, Jody? Pretty Pulling much. up. Pulling up to on us. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the avoidant, which is the exact opposite. They crave distance. They crave distance. They crave to have their individuality. If that is threatened or if they're getting a little too close to someone, they are out to them. Those are the bitches that be like, I love you, but from afar. Yes, literally from afar. Yeah. Like, they will literally be infatuated with you and not even speak to you for real. It's right. kind of insane. And then you got your disorganized. And that's when people just really don't know what they want. And and also, those are the same. Also, you might hear them as fearful. Yes. Yeah, so. Like, they're also, like, fearful avoiding. I feel like that's kind of similar. Yeah, so they really have no boundaries. They don't really know Mm. what they got going on. They don't trust you. They don't even trust themselves. Don't trust their mama. But honestly, let's say if you're, like, an anxious attachment person, which means you're probably clingy. You can meet up with another clicky person, and it'll make you an avoidant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got your secure, which, where are we trying to be at? Yes, that is the ultimate goal. So be secure. And secure is just pretty much, like, you understand people's ways, you understand mm-hmm. your ways, and you understand everybody's not perfect, da 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 and then you can just move with that person if you want to. And I just wanted to add in that pretty much attachment styles stem from how you were raised. You know, if you grew up in a family where your parents were very nurturing, they were caring, they tended to your emotional needs, then you pretty much have a secure attachment style. You know, like, pretty much attachment styles play a role in how you interact with people socially and romantically. Yeah. So, let's say, for me, for example, I have an anxious attachment style. That happened to me because I grew up with inconsistency in how my emotional needs were met. You know, I had a parent that was a narcissist. So... He was very loving and caring some weeks, maybe even some days, maybe even one day. Then the next day, he was on fire, mad, upset, you know, sent us to our room if he didn't want to be bothered with us or, you know what I'm saying, dismiss our feelings or 
You know what I'm saying? So, or invalidate our feelings, you know? So, that's when the inconsistency started to happen, the anxiety pulled in, because you never know what parent you're going to get that day. And then that's how you kind of end up being anxious in relationships. Right. So, I'm anxious as well. So, pretty much, like, with my family, like, they didn't, we didn't, we don't talk about emotions. We don't talk about what's going down unless it's like a blow up fight. Right. Then we're talking about it. But before then, it's like, okay, let me cover your issues with food or let me cover your issues with, you want a video game? Like, Materialistic things. Yep, movies, exactly. Yeah. I was taking a shopping. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's just like you never really get those basic needs and understanding that, like, hey, and now you turn into that person. Mm-hmm. You turn into that person. I was like, please stay. Uh, I'll yep. buy you what you want. Or, uh, you want to go eat? You right. Mad? Like, those are the things that now... Those are things I had to personally work with. Mm-hmm. Same. So, like, what are the steps that you feel like to get to that secure level as an anxious? Well, I'm going to tell y'all this. Um, I kind of give a little backstory. You know, yeah, I do the backstory. So, I date someone that's actually in avoidant. And we're working on things or whatever. But one day, I had a blow up on him because <laughs> um, we actually were, like, texting and talking or whatever. And he ended up getting busy with, like, work. So, I think I called him or texted because I had thought about him. It had been two hours since we had communicated. I had posted a story on IG. I saw that he viewed it. I nutted up. Mm. I got very upset. I literally texted him like, I guess it's fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I was so upset. And it's like, in that moment, I was like, I kind of care. But at the same time, it was really just, I was just anxious. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like... I was on the verge of trying to end things low-key because it, it just got too much because he wouldn't text back as fast as I wanted him to, especially because we had already been kind of intimate, so that kind of played a part in it as well. So, you know, we had got on the phone, we talked about it, and he was just like, you know, how can you fix this? How can we fix this? And I kid you not, I got the phone with him that night, I watched the video, um, it's this lady, she's a brunette, she's real cool, you know, she's an anxious attacher or whatever, but she turned to a secure mm-hmm. person. And she said the number one thing is to preserve your individuality. Don't be that person that puts your partner on a pedestal to the point where you aren't taking care of your own needs. Like, let's say if you had a bedtime at 10 p.m. or 11 or 11 p.m., stick to that schedule. Yeah. Don't stay up till 1, 2 a.m., you know what I'm saying, be tired and cranky the next day because what will happen is your person will decide one night, I'm tired, I got to go to bed, and you will be livid and you will resent them and you'll resent yourself because they put themselves first but you had it right you know but pretty much yeah preserve your individuality have hobbies you know what i'm saying hang out with friends and family like i had to learn that because i actually implemented some of those um things recently and it's been working for me so basically please preserve your individuality make sure you have your hobbies um, you stick to your own schedule. And I would say this too. I have a lot of friends that will date somebody, be emotionally invested in them. And as soon as, you know, everything hits the fan, they're like, I got to get back to doing me. I got to get back to doing X, Y, Z. But you should have never stopped it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm very big on that. And that's another thing too. Dating and avoidant, they like preserve their individuality. And that's honestly why the anxious attacher kind of gravitates towards them because they crave the individuality and then the avoidant, they kind of crave having that person that's going to be there. So, yeah, I basically learned, like, overall to just preserve your individuality. And also, you need to do your inner child work. Um, 
like I said, I was watching a video about this lady and she said whenever she was little, she feels like her attachment or her anxious attachment style formed basically because she had a parent that was very violent. She said it'll be times where, you know, the guy was beating her mom and she was sitting in a closet, like, just trying to self-soothe and trying to, like, you know, be okay. And that was me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad was abusive towards my mom and really the whole family, honestly. And I remember, like, shutting the door, sitting in my room, just, like, playing with my toys or, you know, just sitting there, like, feeling scared. And it's like the child in you is scared. And that's what makes you have an anxious attachment style also. Right. Yeah, so they say therapy helps. Um, also, if you have a partner that isn't avoidant or secure, voice your concerns with them about your communi- about their communication skills, and that helps too. Now, let me tell you about that. Like, avoidance suck at communication. Don't I know? I, I didn't want so, so, like, and that's... Avoidance gravitates towards me. And this is not episode just to bash avoidance, mm-hmm. but... This is the thing I have learned is that if you really want to like mess them up, talk to them. And like, like honestly, like talk to them, like really crank down to like ask them questions, the basic questions to be like, how do you feel about me? What's going on? You know, how do you, what's going on in your brain? Oh, it's a, I don't know, it's a shutdown immediately. It's like, I don't know what to do. Like, da da da. Like, what do you want from me? All these things. And it just came to reality is like when you try to love them, that that's when it becomes icky to them. Mm-hmm. But when I act like I didn't care or while I was in another another relationship, oh long ass messages. Oh, long ass messages talking about oh I want to marry you, I care about you, I love you, I want to have your kids. Da da. Where was that energy when I was literally looking like Ray J in the rain and one wish? <laughs> Where was that energy? Because it, it it was it was not present when I'm in a another relationship or I'm just chilling by myself mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just get kinda weird because I'll have, you know, people just like instead of having a conversation with me, they'd rather stalk, stalk me on social media. Oh, they'd rather yeah. be in my story Crazy. so damn much. They rather, you know, just be like just like see from afar but don't mm-hmm. really say anything and then when y'all finally do talk they were like oh yeah i was watching you i was making sure you were straight da, 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 da. i was like that don't help that don't that's not love not love at all that's not, that's not love to me that's that's pure stalking like that's that's not of feeling oh oh like damn like she really fucked with me like yeah no that's like you're really trying to fuck my brain and crazy thing is though sometimes it's really just that ego is bruised the fact that you found somebody, especially whenever you are clingy, like, like I said earlier, there's like a push and pull effect when it comes to an anxious attacher and an avoidant. Because, like, the anxious attacher clings towards the anxious, I mean, the avoidant attacher clings towards the anxious attacher because they crave that person that's going to be there for them. That, you know, having that security. Because, honestly, they have the same issues that we have. They say they have the same abandonment issues. They have the same childhood trauma they just process it differently because they had parents that were completely emotionally unavailable and they felt as if they had to resolve their issues on their own without anyone and they just grew up to be like that. Like, they don't feel like there's no type of codependency in relationships when it comes to emotions. Right. So, basically, like, they just crave that security from the clingy person because they're always going to be there. And, you know, they have control over the entire relationship because as soon as the avoidant text boom here, here goes the clingy person mm-hmm. as soon as they're ready to hang out here they go literally 
have them at the tip of their fingers, basically. And then, you know, the clingy person, they gravitate towards the avoidant because they just kind of need that validation. Like, oh my God, they love me, they like me, and they also like that independence. That's what something that you have to, like, watch about because there's, like, a thing called love bombing, which you probably heard about, and that's when somebody romanticizes you so much to the point that they'll love you until the love runs out. And the mm -hmm. love can run out within like a month or two or whatever. Like you're in it, they're in it. It feels like okay, like they finally got it together. And then like the next month, oh, could we like really slow down our relationship? Mm. Can we really like? I feel like it's going to. And I'm just like, why the fuck did you even start? So, but love bombing comes from you know I think like from avoidance, wanting to feel like a new start, a new beginning. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Like, I, I hate the idea that if you come back into my life, this is a new start, this is a new beginning. If I have talked to you for years or not, on end or whatever, or for like one or two maybe, or a couple months, like, it's not a new beginning. Right. We're just resuming, but we're resuming in a healthier fashion. Right. And so when you're thinking in your head, this is our honeymoon stage, we're going to get back in love, or da 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 then you're pretty much romanticizing it and you're love bombing me and you run out of that love. And that, mm -hmm. we're not even in love, because you still love me. You run out of that energy to give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, they be scared. Like, yeah. girl, you know, I've been doing all of my research, and I'm not going to lie, I run into a lot of avoidance, too. Like I said, the person I date now is an avoidant, and every avoidant that I've talked to, they were obsessed with me in the beginning. Ready to talk on the phone, ready to hang out every single time. And once that intimacy hits, and that's kind of like a real form of, like, you know, get into the attachment phase... Oh, they back out. Mm -hmm. Luckily, my person, they actually do really like me and they're willing to like change their ways and meet me halfway. So I haven't experienced a lot of that weird stuff. But it's times where like he'll tell me straight up like his social battery is dead. He does not feel like talking. He has to recharge. That's a healthy thing about it. Like speak about that. Because mm -hmm. like instead of just me being in your face and you'd be like, I can't deal with this person right now. And you're you're sitting there letting me do all this stuff, looking goofy in your face. Just say that. Yeah. Like, because they think anxious people, like, that we just got all this time in the world. And we don't. We don't. We, we just make it kind of. Yeah, like, we make the time that we want to spend with somebody and we make this shit happen. Now, I would say, like, I'm going towards a secure attachment and I finally have seen it. Like, thank you. Like, it's getting to the point that, like, you know, with anxious people, I ain't gonna lie, the stalking thing goes both ways. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I used to be so adamant of trying to figure out what's going on, who you messing with, what you're dealing with, getting answers, pulling the fuck up, talking to <laughs> other people to get to figure out what you got going on, just all these things. Ooh, violated. Yeah, and I'm just like, I was like, why am I putting so much hard work at somebody who wouldn't put as much work into me? Or mm -hmm. wants to pop into my life when they when it feels right. like convenient. So I'll just like after that I'll just like I I can't do it anymore. Like I can't mm -hmm. constantly try to make a relationship work for somebody who just can't even see the bigger picture. Right. And that was the issue with the big the avoiding that we both know mutually mm -hmm. is that we I always saw the bigger picture of the potential that she could be. And she can only see the little steps. Right. So, like, when you're in two different, like, levels like that, then shit is just going to clash. Yeah. Like, the conversation is just going to go. 
And I just want to say too, not everybody is going to be the textbook avoidant or anxious attacher or fearful avoidant or secure. I feel like we all have our own separate or individual traumas that also contribute to why we act the way that we act. Because there are people that are anxious attachers and avoidance that actually have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it just boils down to some people just ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah.